Welcome to Sea Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. Brian Pierce, your host for this fine Tuesday evening. Yes, we are in a different location. It may sound weird, but holy shit, does that not look awesome behind me, Dalton? It does. What do you think? It does. Yep, we, we do trust in creativity. We do. In creativity, we trust for sure. So, of course, you guys are wondering, uh, we are at our new space that we've started to, to rent at here. It's a place called Creating in Cahoots here in McKinney, Texas that is opening up that Stephen and I do have a hand in. But as seat time will just be a portion of all the stuff that goes on here. So we wanted to try to get over here tonight to kind of start working out a lot of the kinks. We know we've got some audio stuff to go on. It's kind of echoey, all that stuff. But we're going to work through it. We're going to figure all that kinds of stuff out and continually to make progress and make things better. It's going to be a fun show, though. So obviously this is seat time. This is the online show for the off-road enthusiasts, the beer drinking, bench racing show that just has a good time on the Internet. Um, so, But thank you very much to our sponsors. Of course, we did to say thank you very much to Fly Racing, so flyracing.com. If you're going to be riding this summer, it's going to be hot. Go check out their kinetic gear. We're giving some of that away quite soon, so make sure you pay attention. Might be another pint full of awesome award. Might be something more fun. I'm not too sure. So flyracing.com, of course, Kindatire USA at kindatire.com, and you can go get some of those guys at all the events. I don't know if you've noticed, but at Full Gas Sprint Enduro, and then at the National Enduros, and a lot of the other events that Kinda does sponsor, we have seen the those those guys set up and they're changing tires putting new tires on all the fun stuff and that's the way to do it uh when i was at the national enduro that was the first time in a long time that i've been able to run new tires at a race yeah it was phenomenal yeah like, i'm sure it, it was, was it, i couldn't i told my dad i was like i can't believe how amazing this is it's just a whole different experience isn't yeah it? opposed to like the busted tires right. that, like because i'm lazy yeah. or whatever like it just right I mean, I'm sure the new tires paired up with good dirt is just a phenomenal combination. Yeah, it, that it was pretty intense. Even you probably couldn't find here in Texas on the hardback stuff, even, uh, even yeah, with no. new tires. It sucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so kindatire.com and, of course, go to your local dealer. And check out the Equilibrium tires. Those are great tires. So if you're looking to have some fun on those bad boys, this is definitely a place to do it at your local dealer. SRT Off-Road, you can find those guys at srtoffroad.com. All the fun stuff to make sure that your bike doesn't get dinged up, stays the way it's supposed to, so you can then take those pieces off afterwards and sell it, and it's that much more pretty. Um, what's even great about that is you can go buy it online at their website and get it shipped to your house, or you can go to your local dealer, and your local dealer can easily get that from a lot of other suppliers to have that right there to be able to put on your bike. And you will see me at TKO this year, which is a hard enduro and very rough on the bike. And there will be a lot of SRT products on that motorcycle to keep it safe. So definitely, you know, come either come check my bike out, come check out Corey Grafunders and some of the other SRT off-road guys, or go check them out at SRT Off-Road. So thank you for their support. This is Seat Time. You can find us on our site, which is seattime.co. Um, if you enjoy audio only, audio is available on iTunes or Stitcher. You can go to one of the two. Uh, the chat room, which I don't even have open right now, tlk.io slash time. Steven, is that thing going? All right. Well, that's okay. Excellent. That's a start. Yep. Eh, you know, well, I'm in there, and that doesn't mean shit, so there it is. Um, and then, of course, uh, one of the things, too, the way to help kind of support Seed Time is to go to the website, seedtime.co, and click on the Amazon banner and then go purchase things on Amazon. So if you were to do that before you buy anything, that's just going to give us a little uh, kickback. You know, you're like, oh, support Seed Time. Click on that link. doesn't cost you anything extra. 
um, and then it helps us out a little bit. So that hey, right? Help out what you like if, to if watch. If more people did that, we could pay you gas money. I, I, <laughs> click on that Amazon banner. Click on that Amazon banner, right? Right. Would that not be yeah, sweet? That, Every time you that, came over, it's like here's a twenty. That would be nice. That, uh, it's their fault. I will. Let's blame them. Well, we will totally blame them. <laughs> we'll blame the audience. The trail jesters are in the chat room. Love it. It'll be fun to talk about the trail jesters because of the fact that they did really great at uh, a lot of their boys did awesome at the uh, full gas sprint drill this past weekend, okay. which was an ISTE qualifier. Oh, for excellent. the East. So nice. And those guys have been to the ISTE before. Made a cool documentary. Had a lot of fun. Did some good stuff like that. So excited. Thank you for being in the chat room. Look forward to chatting with you guys a little bit more. Timesheet. No. Close that. We're going to go straight into our dirt buzz before we go ahead and chat with Mr. Lane Michael, who did win the Full Gas Sprint Enduro this past weekend. So mm-hmm. at the Full Gas Sprint Enduro, round three at the Boyer's Farm, Romney, West Virginia. So Lane Michael in first, Daniel Milner in second, and Thad Duvall in third. When you see fourth overall, though, was Josh Toth. Uh, Toth? Toth? I'm going to go with Toth. Let's go with Toth. Toth. Um, he was first place in the LOI category, which is the uh, letter of intent. So he's, uh, I would imagine that if he has the money and the ability to go to the ISTE, that they, they should be offering him as a shoe-in to be able to go take that spot. And then we saw Corey, Corey Butrick in fifth. What's awesome is to see Brock Hepler in sixth. Like, Yeah, it's, it's been a while since we've seen that name. Uh, I mean, just early 2000s motocross right. immediately coming to mind. But for sure. Nostalgia just sparking up yeah um, but that is great he always talked about his interest in the off-road scene and it's good to see that he's back on a bike <laughs> making impressive finishes uh yeah he's not doing too horrible he's no. uh and, and him and johnny uh we've had we had johnny barber on a couple weeks ago and johnny barber and him have kind of teamed up with gas gas okay. to kind of re- try to revitalize the brand a little bit um, and, and obviously they're doing a really good job. Yeah, they so, seem to pick two. Let's fine see, young Johnny men. Barber. He was in there. Where I saw his name. Uh, he might have been in the LOI. Nope, nope. Up oh, seventh in the LOI. So letter of intent. So, but he did not. Uh, Johnny Barber not in the top twentieth. Mm. Hey, that happens. Brock Hepler though. Brock, but Brock sixth Hepler in the top twentieth. Yep. That I is, like that. That's pretty intense. Yeah. And we see Drew Higgins. Tenth yep. overall. Yep. How in, how much fun is that? Keller Native uh, put it on the board. That's awesome. Out there in West Virginia. So if if you guys don't go trick uh, Dirt Buzz every Monday for your Monday Buzz, that's what we're doing. We're going. Hey, let's see what they have to offer, and this is how you do it. So in the LOI class, which is again the LO the letter of intent, you got to pay your seventy five dollars, sign this uh, piece of paper that says if I do X amount of good, then yes, I am intending to pay my money to go uh, be part of the club team and go to the ISDE, which this year is in Spain. Okay. Ah, it's so much fun. And then Brock Hepler in second, which is awesome. Hopefully he gets to go. Jason Klamer in third, Ben Kelly in fourth, and then Luke Ross in fifth. And, of course, we could go through all that kinds of fun stuff. Uh, some of the people, though, to call out, Brian Story, 11th. Yep. Uh, he's in the senior class, though, so I don't know how many of these guys that might have beat him might be in the senior class as well. Right. Um, Alan Schwartz is a Texas rider mm-hmm. there in 12th. And we kind of look at that. Rachel Gudish in 14th. How awesome what? is that that she's doing yep. that good? Jubal Brown, which is a good friend of ours, we chatted him quite a few times. Seventeenth, and then our good man Tyler Ruckteschel, nineteenth. Yes, yep. So he's another a, native Texan. Yep, that he is. Uh, definitely getting off the out of the desk arena and back on the bike. Definitely <laughs> know that's what he's been wanting to do. So, yeah, very pumped on that result. I'm sure. 
Yes, agreed. Uh, the Mid-East Racing Series Round 5 Harris, Harris Bridge in Woodruff, South Carolina, was this past weekend. We saw Trevor Bollinger get the win there, Dustin Simpson in second, and Jonathan Johnson in third. Now, Trevor Bollinger has been just on a streak. He has been just being very dominant in the XC2 class of the GNCCs, and obviously he is making sure that he keeps that up because he's just doing just as good as he goes to other events. Yeah, uh Consistency. I mean that. I mean that's what we all strive for. He's he's on a roll right now, and I'm really curious to see how long he can keep it up with real high consistent finishes. Yeah. It's uh, not easy to do. I, he's putting in the work, getting the results, and that that grind. He's just obviously staying on to yeah. stay up there. That's uh, not easy to do. Uh, so mad respect going yes. out to Trevor Bollinger. I think, sure. uh, and I know Rob Mitchell and myself. Rob will be coming on a little bit later in the show to talk about his new movie coming up from the other side. Him and I have chatted a good bit about Trevor Trevor Bollinger and how he's 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 had he's had ups and downs. He's had a lot of ebbs and flows, if you will, that's gone through his career throughout the past couple of years, especially with a lot of injuries mixed in. But whatever whatever JCR has on the back end that we don't know about is obviously that consistency is working great for him. Right. Like you can tell that it is just doing so good. Yeah. Um, so we move over to the East Coast Enduro Association, the ISA Hair Scrambles, round two, the Ermon Farms in Millville, New Jersey. We saw Jesse Grome get the win, Ryder Lafferty in second, and Kyle McDonald in third. Um, that's good for Jesse Grome. Again, he's another guy who's been doing really good in the XC2 class. Hasn't got that win yet. Obviously, Trevor Bollinger's been getting those. Um, and I'm sure Ryder Lafferty's looking to be on the top step of some of those podiums to kind of get into that consistency and start knowing what it feels like to win again. Right. Well, he's doing just that by putting up a podium finish. In a We're not doing class. that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope, not at all. We are not. We are here. Yep. Uh, so we move on to the Midwest Cross Country Series, round three, Hogback, uh, Rosedale, Indiana. Would you, I in Indiana? Yeah. Yep. Sounds yeah. scientific. Yeah, that's Indiana. Uh, Chris Douglas in first. We saw Sam Mattingly in second and Tyler Maddox in third. Uh, good job for Chris Chris Douglas. I know that him and Ricky Russell on that new Obermeyer Yamaha or Suzuki team this year kind of trying to keep the keep the get the ball rolling. Like they've they've obviously, you know, Suzuki hasn't had too much of a presence in GNCC or even really off road for that long. So it's good to see those guys with Obermeyer trying to kind of keep keep plugging along. Right. Kind of get, getting better. Plugging along makes it sound like they're doing a horrible job. They're not right. They're doing no, a great no, no. Job. They, I mean, Obermeyer's been a name that's been in the industry for a while. Yeah. they're just kind of back on the rise again. Now somebody apparently drove somewhere because then if you go to the next one, Crossroads Racing Round Three in in another Indiana race, we see Chris Douglas in second. Yep. So that's some driving. So we saw Ricky Russell in first. Who we were talking about Chris Douglas in second, and then Cole Kirchhoff in third. So, man. I mean, but who hasn't pulled the the road trip the, the, to hit multiple cross country rounds in a in a single weekend? Yeah, because here all, you could kind of do that with Torn, right? Torn and yep, CCRA because they do some pro races on Saturday. Absolutely. Yep. You can hit the pro race on Saturday and then go to CCRA, hit the pro race on Sunday. Um, de- definitely, I re- I remember those days and uh, def- <laughs> uh, rough tiring weekends. Yeah, rough tiring weekends to say the it's least. So tired. Well, cool. Well, we're going to go ahead and get Lane Michael called into the show. And while we do that, we're going to just keep talking about it. So you were telling me about Scramble Cross. Right. So Scramble Cross happened this past weekend here in Texas. Yep. Scramble Cross, uh, 
definitely just kind of keeping up with it as a few of my friends are doing it and uh, what I'll probably jump back into once I get a bike. Uh, saw that Chris Story came away with the win really? after inconsistencies from Caleb Ramsey, who mm. would definitely be pegged to win the Open uh, Pro class. Uh, but he got a last place finish in Moto 1 while Story kept the consistency for a 2-1 finish to bring the overall. So uh, really interesting races, definitely not challenging tracks, but then puts all the emphasis on your strategic racing. Right. Um, it's, it's a really interesting uh, format and definitely totally different than everything we have right now. Right. And then... And it's in scramble cross. It's it's not off road in the sense of what we kind of see today, right? It's a little bit more of like more traditional old school motocross tracks. That's exact. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And uh, I I, I kind of falter at the people that talk about how boring it is because in the end, it's it's a different genre of motorcycle racing. And if I mean, I would assume everyone loves to get on a motorcycle and try to be the best that they can on a motorcycle and. Scramble Cross presents a very interesting set of challenges and things you have to consider as you're racing around against other people. Right. It's, it's really interesting stuff. I definitely dig what the, my kid and them are doing over there and uh, their actual attempts to increase the number of locations that they're using as well as move it into an indoor setting in the future. Whoa. Yep, yep they've been uh, experimenting with that. I saw... Uh, what they had done at their uh, at their banquet, they mm. set up a little indoor a little indoor track. It looked very at the banquet at the banquet. Yeah, that could be fun. Yeah, I've absolutely. only had four beers. Is it cool if I ride? Oh, and they were all down with it. It was <laughs> yeah, it definitely was a good time. I was like losing my mind and have a bike there, and and you know who was losing his mind was my dad. Oh uh, yeah, because a big flat track TT. Yeah, yeah. He's so been like I'm all, all over. Oh it. my god. I, I wish I would have seen it. It'd have been, been fun. Interesting. Yeah. Well, all right. In FTOS, Chris Douglas talks about why he runs multiple locations in a weekend. Ooh, that sounds like Rob Mitchell is going to come in hot with some stuff that's going on. So, dude, yeah. Mr. Lane Michael, how is your evening going, kind sir? Uh, it's going well, man. Um, <clears throat> just out here, I came down to uh, Mooresville, and um, I have a trainer down here, Caleb. Uh, Caleb and I, we train with... Uh, Travis Beam at Living Extreme Sports, and um, actually today we went and did some uh, motocross riding with uh, the Joe Gibbs guys with Barsha and Nicoletti. No so, shit. Uh, yeah, so it was pretty cool. Uh, we rode with them a little bit last year, um, and then obviously Caleb and I both got hurt at six days, so we haven't even touched a motocross track until today, and we got thrown in the middle of their motos. So uh, it was pretty sick, though. It was a fun day. They were like, hey, would you mind being kind of our, uh, our, our top 40 guys? Would you be our gate fill yeah. for the day? We're just going to pass you a bunch. Is that okay? And you're like, yes, that's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it was, uh, it was a real fun day, man. <laughs> oh, I bet that's got to be a fun day. So um, we had your teammate, Ryan Sipes, on a, little, uh, a couple of weeks ago to chat with him about the whole Coastal Racing team. Um, I kinda, I'm going to want to talk about that, but they're just like – you know, it just happened, so it's still fresh in your mind. You got the the overall win at the Full Gas Sprint this past weekend. Um, how has that been for you? I mean, going into the weekend, you know, a lot talked to a lot of you guys, and we're all head cases in that sense. It's like, oh, I just got to be able to get consistency to win. But you know, look at this—you haven't been on the top of the box, but you got you got there now, and you're kicking ass and taking names. So, what was that like? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, you know, I. <laughs> 
it was, it was it was pretty funny how it worked out. I uh, I really I didn't want to make the drive up. I was in North Carolina and training, and then um, you know Barry got a hold of me and said everyone from the team was racing it. So I was like, well, I was like, I guess we better make the drive. Yep. <laughs> so uh, so I went up and um, yeah, I, I knew Milner would be good, and obviously Sipes. I mean, he won six days this year, so obviously he's no slouch himself. Yep. Um, and then Duvall and I mean there's a handful of dudes that's uh really fast and they've been racing them all year and I haven't ran one of them um so I didn't really know where I'd fit in uh, I just showed up and um you know the first cross test actually went really well it was fresh and um I ended up I think I was the second rider out so uh, I kind of got to just ride my own lines you know I rode uh rode really well and I, I think it only put me down like I think two seconds off Milner right there so um then the, obviously the enduro test was my strong suit. It was kind of rocky, and and I just kind of, I don't know. I really no one really had much for me there. I mean, Duvall, uh, him and I were really close. I think it just came down to mistakes, and uh, he ended up making some. I think he had a few bad tests, had some falls, and uh, I just kept it pretty consistent. And yeah. you know, like I said, I was normally winning those over Milner by you know ten, fifteen seconds. So. Um, it was it's pretty wild i mean i never expected to be all those dudes i mean like Duvall, he's a wood specialist always really good in their rocky stuff and you know i felt like i was riding slow um but it was just it was a perfect weekend i didn't touch the ground once uh you know with my body so it was it was wild you don't have many many weekends like that so it was it was really cool yeah um so you're a good candidate to ask how technical the event was uh, well, maybe you're not because uh, so I, I'm going to want to know, though, how technical was the event? But it's tough because, uh, you know, some people were saying that they thought that this was the most technical of all the events so far. But with you not having been to the first two, it's tough to uh, kind of like go off of. But if you were just to go, oh, my God, it was or wasn't technical. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, <clears throat> no, I mean, it. I, I ran all of them last year except for Big Buck. Um I mean, all the enduro tests are normally, you know, pretty fast and not normally, you know, like real, real technical. Like this was actually the most challenging one. We had rocks like you couldn't just pin it. You actually had to use throttle control and pick lines and, you know, not not just be able to go wherever you want and just hold it wide. I mean, you had to be smart and push where you could and then maintain um, where you where you couldn't go wide open. So I think that's why some people obviously struggled. Um, but then, I mean, you saw the ones that's ridden woods a while and were, were real good and the more technical and challenging stuff where you actually got to use your brain a little bit and, uh, pick some lines instead of just holding her wide. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there was a good, uh, in the highlight reel that Rob Mitchell put together, there was a really good Rocky section. Um, and I don't know which, which loop that that was in, but it was neat because you guys did have to kind of, you know, like legitimately pick your way through a rock garden. It wasn't kind of like oh, it's some loose baby heads, I'm just going to get on top and kind of just skirt and see what happens. Right. Yeah. Um, you might know the one I'm talking about, though, because it was the one that he caught uh, Wally Palmer crashing in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, tell me about that, because that's, that seemed like it was what you're talking about. Like, if you went in too hot, it would catch you off guard and kind of ruin your day, but if you were smart about it, it seemed like you could pick a decent line. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the whole track, the whole test wasn't like that. That was only that little stretch. Right. But, um, I mean, definitely, it was it was tough because you know you go from you know all this fast stuff, and then you know we had a pretty hard hill climb right before that. If you lost a drive, I mean, you could lose eight seconds right there just messing up that little hill. So, 
you know, we had that hill, and then we it was like a whole little kind of rockier section. Um, and then, you know, that rock garden was thrown in, and there was like three different lines through it, but uh, pretty much everyone started taking the same line at the end. But, yeah, it was tough. I mean, like I said, you had to use your brain. It's not like you could just, you know, pin it through that. I mean, old wild Wally Palmer. Uh, <laughs> he tried. He, showed, yeah, he right. showed what happened if you kind of pinned through it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you just have to be smart and stuff like that. It's just the way I look at it is you're not going to gain a lot of time there, but you can obviously lose a lot. So um, I just kind of, you know, tiptoed through that. Because, like I said, you're you're not going to gain 10 seconds right in that one spot, you know. So, um, it, I mean, all the fast guys are pretty much going through the same speed. So, right. Um, just maintain that. But, I, I mean, I thought it was really cool. I mean, uh, <clears throat> Hooper had a tough time. I mean, a lot of people – or not a lot of people. There's a, a select few people I was complaining um, about the Enduro test saying it was scary, it was sketchy. But, I mean, I think those were the people that just wanted to hold it wide. Uh, they, they're not – they weren't too used to having to, you know, slow down a little bit to go faster. But, right. uh, I mean, I thought it was an awesome event. I mean um, – they're always fun and then throwing in that challenge uh you know with it being technical it's it's really cool makes it that much more interesting well you went to the isd last year which unfortunately that's where you got injured but now that you've been to the isde and now that the full gas sprint enduros are kind of becoming regularly the east coast uh isde qualifier how do you feel about those being um a gauge for you know, riders to try to qualify for the ISDE. Yeah, it's uh, it's an awesome gauge. I mean, like I said, you got <clears throat> a lot of fast dudes. I mean, Milner got second overall last year, and Sipes obviously won it. And, uh, you know, they're both running it, um, or at least that one. Ryan doesn't run all of them, but uh, Milner has. Uh, so, I mean, it's an awesome gauge for anyone to know, like, how you stack up or how you, you think you'd stack up against them. Um, I mean, M- Milner's a – phenomenal rider i mean he pretty much after sipes uh got a little injured there on saturday i mean he just annihilated everyone in the enduro test i mean or the cross test sorry and i mean i didn't have nothing for him i mean i talked to him a little bit in between tests and i'm like dude i'm like i I don't understand (laughs) i just killed it and you still it's like six seconds and it's just it's just the euro style i mean they have completely different lines and uh you know, I was I was a little hesitant on the uh, on the grass track just with uh, after it got burned in. Uh, the first time we went through it was good, but it was all still grass. Um, but then once you know all the other riders rode it and got it roughed in, and there was ruts and turns, I was I was kind of lost. I was searching, um, but it is what it is. But it, like I said, it's a, it's an awesome gauge. I mean, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's good to see, um, you know, and hopefully. I, I was wanting to go this year, but uh, I'm not sure if it's going to work out yet or not. But uh, if not, no worries. I mean, last year I didn't really get to show much for Team USA getting hurt. But right. uh, I'd definitely like to have some redemption, that's for sure. Yeah, and it's got to be tough, too, because now we know that we went from a six-person USA team, a trophy team, down to four. And I believe the junior team is now down to three. Um, so it's going to be it's a little bit tougher because now there's like one less – there's two less spots for trophy team and one less spot for the junior trophy team. So right. in those kind of situations, it's like, uh, you know, who are your best three chances? You know, but so I, I wouldn't be the one to pick that. Yeah, like def- be, definitely cutting your toes off on that one. Yeah, it's like so close. Oh, my God. 
gosh, I want to be in Lowe's. Yeah. Well, um, the Coastal Racing Team, how has that been for you? Because um, obviously when we were talking with Sipes, you know, he was super stoked on it. He's, he knows that it's a team that's growing, but he feels at the same time like he's kind of still growing and getting used to off-road and kind of where he's at. But, you know, you've been doing this for a, a little bit longer and kind of working your way up. Uh, XC2 class, of course, but still, I mean, talk to us a little bit about your experiences so far within the Coastal Racing family. As a yeah. And uh, the size of that guy's muffler. What was that? Yeah, he's uh, actually that's a Lamborghini. Where are you, and how do we get invited? Dude, I'm in a pretty high class little neighborhood here, but uh, I'm just sitting out on the steps. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not delivering drugs. If anybody yeah. asks, I'm not doing that. Doing hood rat things yeah, with no, his hood I'm rat not, friends. I'm just I'm here sight watching, man. But uh, the team's been awesome. Uh, Scott Kiger and I, we've uh, we've been friends for a few years now, um, and he's been wanting to, you know, put something together, um, but it just, the, the cards hadn't fell in place, but uh, at six days, he was talking to me, and he's like, you know, I, I think I'm going to have something, and then uh, Auntie from KTM, um, he was wanting to get me back on an Austrian bike as well, so, uh, you know, I, I rode an Austrian bike my whole life, so... Uh, you know, when the offer came up, I was I was stoked. I mean, I wanted to get back on, especially with the, the you know the newly designed bike and uh, all that. So, the team's been awesome with Barry. Barry and I we've been friends for a while, and um, it's just a good atmosphere. I mean, you got Barry, Scott. I mean, we're all real close, and um, you know they they've got a great great group of sponsors that stepped up and helped us. And you know we have an awesome bike. That's <laughs> it's a good thing, but bad thing. I mean. Um, I don't have any excuses. I mean, right. they're giving me the right Good parts. Problems. The bike Great problems. Awesome. It's just, uh, it, it's all up to me. So when I have a bad race, I don't have no one to blame. So, uh, so that's good. I mean, I'd, I'd rather have it that way. I know, uh, the past couple of years when I was on Honda, I struggled quite a bit, but, uh, I mean, I have, I have zero complaints with the bike. It's awesome. So if, uh, if I have poor finishes, it's obviously something that happened with me, not because of the bike or anything that the team's done. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've been really impressed with the way that uh, everyone's done on the Husqvarna's. You've seen Thad has done really well, and Thad's always been a Honda guy for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Sipes is on KTM's. Uh, you know, kind of could be considered the same bike, but it's maybe the way that you like. Now they're a tad bit different. Like yeah. when you get them, and so you yeah. kind of got to do a little bit more to set them up and everything. Yeah. But everybody that's been kind of moved over or that's gone over to Huskies has really seem to be extremely happy on the bikes yep uh, you don't seem to be no. weird no you don't hear a lot of negative feedback from it uh from the move over um really the only person i can think of that's ever kind of felt a little weird on it was my brother and mm. he gets no credit in my book he's, not that <laughs> he's, a, he's a younger yeah. brother I mean, exactly. yeah it's like no Come on, D. Man don't up. Be an idiot. Yeah. yeah he didn't put enough twisted time harder bitch because i wrote it a little and i was just insanely impressed and Every every big name rider that I've seen make that transition up, over to them has come into success. Jason Anderson. Uh, yeah, I mean off road moto. I mean it just all the guys. Yep. I mean you don't see just like oh just tanking. Not they're they're coming into Kicking fruition eighth. and getting to the top of the box. 
As seen here. Yeah, I am Lane Michael. I was on top of the box. Yep. Uh, so what's coming up next? You got more GNCCs. You got more. Are you going to be doing any national enduros? Are you going to be hitting all the full gases from this point forward? Um, <clears throat> right now I'm I'm really only contracted for GNCCs. Uh, you know when I got when I got hurt at six days, I you know I didn't really even get on a bike until January, uh, and then I had a mishap when I was down in Florida. And I ended up crashing and landed on, you know, the wrist that I just started riding on. And I thought I rebroke it. I had to go and get x-rays again. And, I mean, that drive to the hospital was a pretty depressing one, uh, to say the least. But, you know, luckily everything checked out good. I just sprained it real bad. Um, so I was in a splint for another couple weeks and then, you know, took back off. And they were wanting me to do a couple warm-up races, which, I mean, it's not a terrible idea. But at the time, I'm like, you know, I don't want to risk, you know, falling the wind you know, three hundred dollars. You know, yeah. for for a local payout when, you know, I had the GNCCs. Um, so, but now now the risk is it's it's a lot better. Uh, it's still not great, but I mean, I, I don't notice it when I ride. So that's that's really good. Um, so I'll I'll start doing more races for sure. Um, I definitely GNCCs is the main one, but uh, you know, I think with my showing at the full gas. I think I'm going to get a little more pressure to start running a couple of those uh, throughout the rest of the year, which which I'm fine with. I mean, I, I really enjoy this. So, um, like I said, that's not going to be a problem. But, yeah, I mean, whatever comes up. I've, I've actually never raced the National Enduro. Um, but, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to not gonna shy away from one. Uh, I think I'd like to do one eventually. So, um, I mean, this year might... <laughs> This year's just as good as any other, I suppose. Yeah, I would check in with Ryan because I know he does. He is well, you know, he doesn't follow the series by any means, but he he does, you know, reach out every now and again and does a couple when they're close to the house, and it works out. Um, I think they're fun. I think it's just such a fun. I think it's such a different atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a you know, you get the same family kind of fun, friendly, friendly vibe of the full gas sprint enduros, but just with a a little bit longer, different kind of test. You know, and it's the different style of racing. So, right. but yeah, I mean, I, I grew up doing traditional enduros, and now that the national enduros are kind of the different kind of sprint style, ooh, it's hard to use that. Uh, the non timekeeping style, they're really fun. So I think you'd have a good time doing them. So you should make it happen. Yeah, it'd be cool. I'll, I'll try to pick a close one and uh, see how it fits in the schedule. And like I said, I, I think it'd be cool. I've, I've, like I said, I've never tried one. So, uh, I guess this year is just as good as any. Yeah, I know. Dude, just remember that trees can get tighter. Like, everybody's like, man, it's like Josh String. Every time he's like, damn, those fuckers made it tight. I was like, well, yeah, it's not a GNCC. It's single track. Like, single track. So, all right, dude. Thank you very much for coming on the show again. We really appreciate it. Uh, Hopefully, you coming on the show before the ISDE and then getting hurt doesn't carry over to you getting hurt in the near future. So... We've been good luck for everybody else. I don't want you to, to turn, the, turn, yeah. turn the tables on us. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate it, guys. Glad I got to came up, come on the show and uh, you know, just let you guys in the life a little bit. I dig it, man. We'll go take a ride in that Lambo yeah, and you just yeah, tell right. us how cool it was, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm going to go try to find whoever's driving that Lambo <laughs> and become friends with them. Maybe they can... Uh, Work me some money out. <laughs> I like it. They're like, yeah. you want to fund a racer? Right this yeah. would be fantastic. I love your ideas. <laughs> awesome, dude. Well, have fun out there, and we'll definitely chat soon. 
right. Sounds good, fellas. Appreciate it. No problem. Peace. See ya. Right on. So soon we're going to get Rob Mitchell here onto the show, and we're going to chat about stuff that's going on there with the, uh, from the other side, the, the new movie that he did put out recently. Very exciting. Very it is very exciting. It's good to yes. see that more people are putting that kind of stuff out there. Like One of the only people that's really put out a lot of um, you know, the, the, the length and the quality of a, of a movie like that has been uh, Wiley Watson on the, excuse me, on the West Coast. And so it's good okay. to see somebody on the East Coast kind of trying to put that out. And obviously, we were a little bit involved, but that's not the reason we're doing this. We really want to make sure that uh, Rob gets a chance to, to really try to make some money back and then make some money. Because um, mm-hmm. what people don't understand is how much it can cost to kind of make some of these videos and some of these movies Absolutely. and all that kinds of stuff. So that's one of the other reasons why I wanted to talk to Rob about the whole process that he's gone through um, because it's not pointing a camera and finding a song online and like editing to it. You no, know what I mean? Mu- it, much more than that. Yeah, like the dream and the vision are so much bigger. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, and unless you do it, you really don't know the work involved with yep. it and it is extensive and time consuming. Very, it, yeah, I, I totally get it. Sounds like and being married. I can, yep, I can appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that's like, Brian. Yeah. So don't put me in that boat. I'm going to check through the chat room really quick to make sure that they don't have any from the other side questions. Steve, anything pops up, let me know because I'm going to tilt this down a little bit so I can see Mr. Sexy Rob. Hey, buddy, how you doing? <laughs> Good guys, how you guys doing? Man, so far so good. I've had three beers, and well, this is my, this is going to be my last one because at that point I'm out. But you know, other than that, Coke Zero. Coke Zero. Yeah. You're like it's nine thirty. I need some caffeine. <laughs> Man, I've been pounding Red Bulls all day, so I, I need to come down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Come on. Uh, the bell curve. Yeah, the bell curve. Yeah, the, that's pretty fucking. Little Red Bull. Yeah. I think at some point you yeah. should have some water in there. I'm about to hit the crash. Yeah. Yeah. Toss toss some H2O in that bad boy and see what happens. Yeah, I'm not really a water person, you know. It's more all my uh, hydration comes from uh, Coke Zero, so nice. It's dangerous, yeah. but you know, fuck it. The only <laughs> dude, what is it? Yolo. Yeah, Yolo. Yolo. <laughs> yep, Yolo. <laughs> Love it. Well, dude, um, I have to say, congratulations on doing a fantastic job on the quickly put together, because they always are, the Full Gas Sprint Enduro Highlight Series. I love that. Um, tell us a little bit, what's that like? Like, how, how, does that, how quickly are you going home and editing and putting those together? Because it seems to me, coming out on a Tuesday, that seems pretty fantastic. I mean, so I usually have, like, long drive homes from the races, so... That time is, and I'm by myself, so that that time spent kind of remembering what I shot and kind of what I'm gonna do. So when I get home on Monday, I have to work, so there's no editing there. So it's usually like late night Mondays mm-hmm. to get it. Like I didn't go to bed until like I think three thirty uh, Tuesday morning to get that done. So that's usually what the 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 routine is: get home late Sunday from a, the race pass out, kind of work through some ideas, and then hit the ground like after work on uh, that, that Monday. Man. And then, um, yeah, and then we usually try to get it out like that Tuesday morning, like every, every race. Yeah. Yep. No, that's the, the way to do it. And uh, do you put together the helmet cam footage as well, or does somebody else grab that and put that out so you can focus on the edit? 
Yeah, no, I, I usually that's what I usually do. I like those don't take a whole lot of time, you know. Just mm-hmm. you got to kind of watch a little bit, and I can kind of do that kind of in a half-ass manner, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, so I, I get those out like first thing when I wake up on Monday. Be funny as a if it was my helmet cam footage, and I said, "Hey, just you know, look through it, find the find the good stuff." It would be way shorter. Right. Like yeah. Drew Higgins is the one they put up from uh, from West Virginia. It was oh, awesome. Yeah. It was long. It was a lot of fast riding, which looked fantastic. Yeah. But if it was me, yeah. he'd like have to find like trim it down to like thirty seconds, maybe. Yeah, yeah. it like, might work better for his schedule. He was. Bu- he was. Yeah. <laughs> it might. Yeah. <laughs> Drew was bummed on that man. He's like, I was really slow in the enduro test. Can you post the uh, cross test? I'm like, uh, yeah, man, I'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean Drew talks? Yeah, right. What? No, he's he's definitely coming out of his shell. I'm proud. Let me of guess. Him. He texted you that. Yeah, he might have. Well, yeah. I mean, Texas native here. I don't think so. Rob? Yeah. No, Rob's not. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. How's he gonna get it? Yeah, that's yeah. true. How's he gonna get it? That's it's true. Be text. But I'm sure Drew talks to him at the races. Drew's not the silent kid we once knew that just chilled at the trailer. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe it. So, well, good job on the full gas sprint enduro stuff and getting all that kind of stuff out. I know it's tough. You make a little bit of money off of it, but just enough to kind of say, yeah, I made money. Gas is paid. Um, beyond that, though, what you've tried to do, and I think it's Thanks, extre- extremely honorable, is the fact that uh, you've, you've tried to make money making a movie in the off-road racing industry. Uh, making money in the off-road racing industry, period, is tough. There is very little ways to do it. Uh, but then making a film within it is probably even worse. Um, in the sense of your, the, the dollar on your return is what I mean. Now, the, the, the quality of the product is bar none. Like it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. And the fact that more people haven't had a chance to experience it sucks. So that's why we wanted to chat. We wanted to try to be able to, to kind of bolster everything that you've put out there and make people start to realize kind of like what it costs, the amount of effort that goes into these kind of you know, 30 to 45-minute films, you know, th- th- these, these pieces that people see and that, that make them realize maybe some way that they're not just web videos kind of a thing. It's not just a, a longer web video. Um, so how long ago did you kind of start working on the idea of from the other side well i I wanted to like last year um kind of making that a goal that i wanted to do uh, like a feature film like that's always been my goal since i started filming um off-road stuff i actually had like two false starts like over the years and uh I got kind of busy. Like at the time, I didn't really have much commitments for that year, and then I started getting a lot of other commitments for filming and stuff. So I just kind of put it on the back burner. And um, I think it was uh, round three of the full gas last year. I was just I was playing around with some ideas for that edit, and I, I just happened to ask like Chris Douglas, um, who races every weekend, and um, he, he races multiple. Uh, race series, like local series, like you guys were talking about earlier, to kind of make his ends meet. Like his thing is, in order for him to even be able to afford to go to, you know, GNCC racing, he's got to race local series. That's him trying to make a living as a a racer, right? So uh, I thought he had some really, he had a really great insight, and he's like one of those well-spoken riders that can get there 
thoughts across pretty well, you know? So after I did that little interview, um, and I kind of included that in the highlight video for that full gas, that kind of just wanted me, I just kind of wanted to explore like a, that question a little bit more, the question of like, how do you describe your lifestyle and what you do off-road racing to people that have no clue, you know? So I, that just, that was kind of the basis for the idea. So that was in July of last year. So I, I kind of just was like, oh, and then what kind of really kicked it off was that that was at the, around the time that uh, Daniel Engel of Off-Road Viking mm-hmm. um, started posting up that he was going to, he started working on a, a movie of the, for himself. I, I, I think it was called like Enter the Berm or something like that. I might be wrong, but I um, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, so he was he was gonna he started production on doing something. I was like, man, I just need to do it. Like, this, we just need more off road films. I want more off road films. I'm a fanboy, and there's just not like for me, there's not enough content. You know, we got Moto like once a year, and then we got you know Wiley does his stuff, and that's kind of kind of it for like U.S. off road stuff. So anyway, so yeah, I, I kind of. After that full gas, I was like, man, I need to do this. I want to do this. Kind of started planting the seed in people's ear, some riders and stuff. And so then it, it kind of quickly came together. Not, uh, I wouldn't say quickly came together, but it quickly started the ball rolling. And uh, the way I do stuff, I do not do, I do stuff the hardest way possible. So I didn't do any pre-production. I just kind of woke up like, I'm going to make. I'm gonna start filming for a movie today. And I thought it was that easy, and yeah, I quickly <laughs> learned that it wasn't. Well, uh, okay, you, you mentioned the, the, the key words, pre-production. Now, when it comes to these kinds of films, uh, you uh-huh. know, what, what is that to peop- the layman's? You know what I mean? Like, why, what is pre-production? Why don't you just wake up and start filming people? So, pre- like, just to kind of give some background for myself, I used to live in Austin, Texas, and Austin has like a pretty big scene for indie filmmaking and whatnot. And I, when I lived there, I did some short film stuff. So I, I got the the process down for pre you know pre production type stuff. But again, I I like doing things the hardest way possible. But pre production is that time before you you go off and just start hitting the ground running, where you plan out like budget. How much money do you have? How much are things going to cost? Like uh, you know, we do web videos, and we you know we pay the one, the second you say that you want to make money from something, the cost for everything just go up. You know, the price of a music um, for a web video is small, um, but the second you say, I plan to make some profit from this and sell, like, physical things and, like, the costs go up way, way high. So... <laughs> It, pre-production is figuring that stuff out. What do you need? What's the you know planning out your fleshing out your idea, and all the costs that come around come along with trying to plan that idea out. You know, like yeah. you know, lucky enough, you I worked we worked together doing the uh, the motion graphics. So that we did that. We we talked about that stuff while we're let the the ball was already moving. Yep. Um, typically, that stuff would have been done. <laughs> Before we got started, you know, I know we were like, "Oh, how do we fit this in?" Because you've already got stuff shot, so yeah. we got to work with that. Yeah, no, there was it was it was interesting, and and 
I think it's just good to kind of talk about that a little bit because there's so much more that can go into this kind of stuff again to like the way that just like making a web video like that's you know there's right. such a, a different aspect to kind of the way to take that so if you were to say <clears throat> you know you were 100 percent in obviously it was all your own money that you put into it and you were like all right i'm gonna spend x how oh, how f- much percentage over that were you of of your own money that you spent. So me, so I, I would say, so when I, again, like when I did this whole process for the movie was literally me waking up and saying, you know what, this is an idea. And I, I kind of sent an email off to Jared Bolton, who's my kind of soundboard for things. Um, Which is scary and, in itself. Yeah, because he's super positive. And he, everything's cool and awesome, and then you're like, "Yeah, that was a terrible idea." <laughs> he just sends you a picture of his uh, of his of his cock, <laughs> yeah, the one that, the one in his garage, not the one in his pants. Yeah, yeah, uh, Chester. Chester. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah. So, man, what was the question? I got lost track. Well, like, how much more did you spend? And obviously, you can give me a percentage. We don't need to okay. talk about physics. Like, then, then even your wildest idea of what you thought it would be. So this is where I kind of mentioned me doing stuff the hard way. Um, if I was smart, I would have had a budget, right? I can, I can afford X amount, right? Right. Um, my the way I did it was, I can afford X amount right now. So, it, it I did, I, I would spend. What I had when I had it. Yep. If something required money, like the sa- the audio for uh, music, um, that that's a question like audio people love. Like you can never get a straight answer about like, um, hey, how much would it cost for fourteen tracks? Um, they'll, they'll never tell you a flat out answer. They're like, what's your budget? And my entire problem was. I don't have a budget. It's what my paycheck allows me to kind of afford right in this moment. So yeah. <laughs> tell me how much you need, and I will do my little lot lizard type job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll shave down the calluses and make sure that everybody gets pretty handies. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I, no one works like that. You know, that's a, a lesson learned. Like everyone was like, what's your budget? And I don't understand why. You know, I, I that was just a hard pill to swallow. Like, you tell me what you need, and that was that's just not how it works. They they want a budget, yeah. And I didn't have one. It was just it really was determined by the money I was bringing from my paycheck, or all the money that I made from my film gigs last year went into buying equipment, travel, and all the other stuff that required to to make it. Well, and the sexual favors, I had to do some of those. Yeah, things. but I mean, you're, that's normal. So mm-hmm. I wasn't really fighting it. Yeah, yeah, you were like, wait, I get to do this again? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> fine. I know. Yay. I get some motion graphics for this. Okay. <laughs> Just putting on the lipstick. Ooh, it's yeah. so pretty. Well, um, favorite section of the movie or part or thing of the movie? Um,. I'd say Chris Douglas's is probably like my man. It's hard. Chris Douglas' spot was awesome. Like the, he, I don't know if you, Brian, have you seen it yet? Yes. Okay. Um, his spot was just sick, but it also the it's right near uh, a river, so yep. 
the amount of light it reflected into where we were filming just was kind of hard. But um, I, Chris Douglas's stuff was cool. I, it's always a blast filming with Jason Thomas just because as an interview, he's just awesome. <laughs> Very uh, honest. Yeah. But the biggest thing for me was Charlie because if you, uh, you guys, have you had Charlie on the show before? Yes. It's been a while, but yes. Yeah. So he's, he's not someone that's super open, right? It's, it's, you, you talk to him and he's kind of very shy and kind of guarded a little bit. Right. And I, I chased him down for like five months. So it was like when I finally got, it was supposed to be a two day shoot and it turned out to be like a, a one day type deal. And he was like, I, I think you got what you need. I'm like, all right, sweet. But, uh, <laughs> hey, you're done. Uh, yeah. you're but, done. uh, just looking back at what this, you know, he was completely open and like, I, I basically, when we did sat down to do this interview, I just asked him a question. Like, Hey man, just take me through like what happened. Like I wasn't completely up to date with the whole wrist thing yeah. that he kind of struggled with. And, um, he just he just let it go. He just went. I just like, All right, I don't have to do anything here. This is awesome. <laughs> and uh, it, when the movie came out, Cole happened to check it out, and he's like, "Man, you know, I've I've worked with KTM for a while, and I've had to do some stuff with Charlie, and you know, he's never been that open before. How do you do that?" I'm like, "Yeah, I don't. I didn't do anything. He just. Yeah, I guess I just, we just had him on like a. I don't know, man. I think last year." Before the start of the season, he was he was in a super awesome, great mood. You know, I think everything was kind of um, everything was kind of open, and everything was like everything was a okay. And he, oh no, it gets weird when we talk about Charlie Mullins being a okay. The yep. internet shuts down. That's right. You're like, oh my god, I can't handle it. Well, what yep. he's th- I, I know exactly what he's talking about, though, because there's been plenty of times that Charlie's been on the show and he's been really awesome to talk with and stuff. But you can tell, like, it, there's a certain point where he kind of is like, uh, like he kind of doesn't talk to too much. So, right, you right. still there, Rob? Yeah, I'm still here. You guys, nice. Like the picture's kind of crappy, but uh, yeah, I'm still here. We'll go, go with it on that pure audio, baby. Yeah, you sound so sexy now. <laughs> So I don't know. Did you got? Did I get cut out? No, we got all all you're saying about Charlie and stuff. So, but so, yeah. yeah, I mean Char- Charlie. So again, going back to just the way the film came together, I had a different idea for the film than what was the finished product, and um, Charlie's thing was more of what that was going to be. If that makes sense. Yeah, a little, a little bit more in depth, a little bit more looking at some of the people's lives, like what you got with Charlie. Right. Yeah. yeah right. And that's got to be it, tough, man, because like you gotta, it, it you, you gotta be trained, and obviously you did a great job with Charlie, but in the long run, you gotta be trained to to be a fly on the wall. Yeah. Like, it's so tough to do that kind of stuff and not be, like, no, that's not a camera. Like, but I'm here in your face, like filming you. It's not a camera, though. You know, like, be mm-hmm. you. Right. So yeah, and it's and it's hard when you don't have like a like I, I don't I've talked to Charlie a couple times throughout the years, but I, I don't have a relationship with him. You know, right. it's, so it's kind of hard to show up one day and be like, "Hey, I'm someone that you don't really know. Talk to me and tell me like everything that is going on inside your head." You know, it's just that's a, a constant struggle. 
when, yeah. you're, tr- when you're trying to get there to that place with them, you know? Yeah. I, it's, uh, it was, it's strangely enough, even though I was the most drunk I'd ever been in my entire life at Big Sky in 2013, that was the trip for some reason that Charlie Mullins and I really connected. Um, it was uh, one of those times where we were going through a lot of weird stuff with my son Liam um, and his gluten allergies and everything uh, and, and trying to figure out how to do that. And he was talking about his wife and her diets and stuff that she was doing specifically for the kids and all that kinds of stuff. So him and I just like when we were chatting about that, you could we I, and I'll say it. It was like, oh, we're having much more of a connection now than we've ever had before at any of the races that we had chatted with. Right. So. Yeah, no, it was it was good. So hey, it's timing. It's yeah. just timing. Yeah, and you got to you got to train yourself, Rob. Like you said, you 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 don't know what you did, and you whatever it is, you did it right. You know, and you you talk to Charlie different than a lot of other people have before, um, and so you might just have a different kind of, you know, and and two, like you had him in a different setting than a lot of other people have had him in too. Um, so that might be Very part true. of it. Be a little bit more comfortable in his own little abode. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, I really think he was in a good, a good place, you know. I, what's weird, we're, and again, I don't know. This is a pure speculation on my part, but I, it's like uh, his up and down start of the year. I know he had a lot kind of going on, or a lot of hopes for getting back to where he was, but it seems like he's kind of disappeared. Before the season, he was super pumped, and you can kind of get that cr- across in social media, and that just seemed to go away so i don't know if that's a reflection of what's been going on with his kind of bad luck or what hmm. yeah his wrists have been bothering him. i was asking about that the national enduro and you know the national enduro you know he gets a chance to have a little bit of a break sprint enduros he can have a little bit of a break but the in uh, the national uh, the sorry the gnccs you know three hours long straight um and so the you know when the wrists give out and you can't hold on i'm just glad he's smart enough to realize that he needs to take a break and not wait till he falls off the motorcycle because he can't hang on anymore right yeah so that's a that's a tough yeah, mental call to, to make kind of brad go ahead uh, I, was, I was talking to brad bach and you know throughout last year he had kind of uh, not i don't think it's the same thing as charlie had but you know he, brad had a pretty gnarly wrist thing going on a few years ago and i, I don't think it's fully 100% still. Mm-hmm. And last year when he was doing the GNCCs, I know he, he had a lot of difficulties with like later on in the race with being able to hold on and, and that type of stuff. Interesting. Well, what's next and how do we get more people involved with paying attention to from the other side? What's next, man? Um, you know, from this experience, like it, it's weird. Uh, it's actually doing, it's doing pretty well. On its own, I don't know. It's kind of difficult. You make that jump from making web stuff, you know, for clients and whatnot. But you know, you put that stuff out there for free, and then you go to asking people to spend money on something. And in this day and age, it seems pretty difficult. Yeah. Um, just because everything. I mean, between Instagram and YouTube and everything else, I mean, you can consume so much stuff without spending a dime. Um, I think what I might try doing is doing a mini series type deal and I've already kind of started planting the seed out there um, and maybe exploring some of these riders lives a little bit more in depth um, so I'm thinking that might be like the next deal I like that idea uh, somebody commented on Instagram about you doing that did you see that uh uh-uh. 
Yeah, somebody was talking about, uh, you know, like uh, the, what is it, behind the dream, inside the dream or whatever for the GNCCs. Um, but, you know, that could be interesting where you could do like the video on demand. So if you put out the mini series, you know, and you, you say, I'm going to have four, I'm going to have eight, I'm going to have whatever, and it's going to cost yeah. this much, you know, kind of like Kyle Cowling has done. Um, yeah. You know, we, we bought the yeah, whole series. We got to watch it. We can, keeping it as cheap as possible, I mean, it's, it, I think that's the way to go. And that's, I think that's the key to keeping getting people to check it out oh, we did have a from the chat room I was wondering if you were going to get from the other side into, into the big screens maybe like with gather or some kind of industry showing or a big club event or anything like that um there's talks about doing i don't know there's talks of having a, a some screenings at some races um full gas and otherwise and uh so that stuff's still in the works but we should be able to put something out there soon I like it. Yeah, because we would love to be able to do something like that. If we could find a way to kind of do a little bit of a screening or something, it'd be fun. Yeah, and, and if anyone's kind of listening, um, they can feel free to contact me if they want to do like a local screening at their like at their races or anything like that. We can, uh, you hear that, Internet? Contact them. Make it happen. So, yeah, contact me. Contact me. Well, cool, dude. Well, uh, we're going to be still doing the From the Other Side giveaway. We're going to give it another week. We're going to change it up a little bit, though. We didn't get too many responses, and that's just a bunch of bullshit. So what I want you to do is Max Gersten makes awesome two-stroke noises, lots of brappage, right? We, and we like posted brappage. those. So what I want you to do is use the hashtag From the Other Side, and I want to see your best Max Gersten two-stroke impression. Uh, You've got another week. All you got to do is make some brap noises and you could potentially be winning yourself a copy of From the Other Side. So put that out there, have fun with it, and we will be announcing the winner next week on the show. What do you think of that, Mr. Rob Mitchell? I like it. Are you going to help kickstart it and uh, post up yours? Oh, oh, shit. Dalton and I both will. Oh, challenge accepted. Challenge <laughs> accepted. We will in this extremely echo environment. We will oh, see yeah. how many brap noises it's we over. can create at the same time. Too many. Too many? It's... Yeah, uh, dude, uh, hey, by the way, I like this uh I like this setup you have behind you. Oh, thanks man. Yeah, we uh we'll, we'll, we're going to change it up a little bit in the near future, but uh we just knew that coming into the new space and that you know the ladies had just finished doing uh we have a, gra- a graffiti piece off to our left and then we've got the chalk art piece behind us right here that we wanted to kind of showcase it a little bit. We're super stoked on it and you know, why not? F it, right? <laughs> yeah, dig it. Cool. Well, we really appreciate it, man. Well, awesome. Well, keep us in touch on how things are going. If nothing else, uh, we'll see you in person come July at Sea Time Adventures. What's going to be exciting is that Rob Mitchell will be there filming for us this year. Um, Steven did a great job, but it's just like this way we'll have somebody who's a little bit more in tune with uh, their focus is to film. Um, Steven and myself, everybody had so many different jobs where this year it'll be fun to be able to have somebody focused on filming the event and then being able to capture what we need to be able to put it all together and create awesome content um, to share beyond into the world. We love content. We love yeah. content. Let's consume. Mm. I look forward to it, man. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, buddy. Well, you have fun out there. Thanks again for doing what you do, and we will have you on the show again to chat soon, my friend. Cool, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Take it easy. Thanks, guys. Peace. Have a great uh, day. So what's next for you, Mr. Dalton? Um... What's next for me? Uh, just finishing up. I say finishing up school. 
Uh, I'm, I'm taking summer classes, and I'm, I'll be done in December. No shit. Yep, I'm graduating, and I'll, I'll be done. We graduated, so that's end of 2016? Yep. You'll be that December? This yep. December? This December. <laughs> I'm done. That. This December, I'm done. And then what? In, into the world. Into the world I travel. Yep. Back to Germany? No. No. Um, what I'm hoping for is uh, to head out to California mm-hmm. uh, with the Obey crew. Ah. That is what I would, I would definitely hope for. I'm gonna try Has to that been it. a discussion? Um, no, I'm not going to try to leech on those guys. I'm going to prove to them that I'm, I'm the right person for the job, and I have definitely have shown that in the past. So I like I'm, I'm going to work for it, and that's, that's the American way. I like it. So <laughs> that's you, what it you, takes. Where, where is your art on the walls? Yeah, yeah, hey, might might be coming up. If you're gonna be doing obey, I feel like you should have some some scratch paper work kind of stuff, you know. To oh, I do. Yeah. No, I mean on our walls. Oh yeah. So like, <laughs> listen, look, I've already I've already put some stuff up. Oh, all right, look, okay. Look at my greatness. I will. I'll I'll put it in the resume, and then we'll see creative cahoots collapse. Collabs, bro. Collabs, bro. Collabs, bro. It's not gains, bro. It's collabs. <laughs> I like it. Well, of course, this has been Seat Time episode 205. Uh, it's been great to hear from Lane Michael and hear about everything that went on great for him at the Full Gas Sprint Enduro and the fact that he's doing better after his wrist injuries at the ISDE last year. And then chatting with Rob Mitchell about the things that went on what it takes to really kind of put these uh, these things together for from the other side and what to to step it up from being as someone who does put web videos together for somebody to create essentially a full blown right um a full blown 30 to 45 minute piece i mean that's just a insane accomplishment yeah uh, including it's the a, fact that i'm extremely tired apparently it's a different echelon no it's not it's, it's not web word. pieces this is feature film it's a big word yep I like it yeah bring oh, it yeah. in hot Mm. Such a strong individual. <laughs> That'll be the episode title today. A different echelon. Yeah, different echelon. Um, of course, you can find us on the internet. It's seattime.co is the website. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash seattime. On Twitter, it's at seattime underscore co. And on Instagram, it's just regular old at seattime. We do have to say thank you very much to our supporters of flyracing.com. You can find them. And then, of course, Kinda Tires at kindatire.com and SRT Offroad at SRT Offroad. Did you see how easy they all make it for us? Yeah. Just think of it with some jacked up URL. Ooh, like, that, never get it. Nah, we I'd be giving them some flack for that. They'll be like, gosh, I am only so intelligent. Exactly. Work Plus, with me. I mean, they gotta know SEO. Come on. Indeed. <laughs> Congrats to all the LOI guys that are gonna be getting all their uh what's the word? Like the, hey, their letter go? they're gonna get well they, they're basically gonna get the pass. They're gonna get yeah. the they're gonna be called up. Get the invite. <laughs> there it is. That's what I was looking for. Yep. <laughs> they, yep, they're gonna be called up to represent USA. USA. So USA. that is... Uh, in Spain. Yeah, that's, mm. a, that's an accomplishment and very patriotic event they get to take part in. Are you fun as balls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's going to be nice. Who doesn't want to be... Never mind. Well, it could get weird. <laughs> ah, so... Watch out. Thank you, Dalton, for coming in for another episode. It'll be good to have you back in a couple of weeks, and you can see how the space has begun to progress. Right. You can have yeah. a little seat time corner and we'll get audio a little bit better. Yeah, we're very excited. I mean, playing. live audience could be happening by that uh, time. That's, we're not against it. We're, no, no. It would, the beers will be flowing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a club now. It's, it's still a creative space. Oh, right. 
I'm getting creative, bitches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like it. Well, everybody, uh, I'm going to be in L.A. next week uh, on Tuesday. So I don't think we're going to have a show. Now, but the thing is, is Stephen and I have tried to get crafty with this before when I've been out of town. And it's always been kind of hit or miss. So Stephen and I are going to chat about it and see how it's going to go. So if episode 2006 happens next week, make sure you tune in. And if it does not, it will be in two weeks. And then we'll still be here at the space and we'll be having a good time. Thank you, Mr. Trail Jester, for tuning in and saying great show. We appreciate you jumping in the chat room and having fun with us and paying attention. And remember, I always enjoy a plant full of awesome. And if we don't see you next week, we'll see you in two.